G'day ladies and gents, welcome to Life of Mine. Maddie Michael here and I'm here on a regular basis to bring you some real life combos with a whole range of people. Now, the combos can be about mining, they can be about finance, science, current affairs or whatever's going to interest people and it is delivered in true Aussie spirit with a whole range of experts on the other end of the mic. So if you're looking for a good down to earth perspective on the exciting stuff within mining and life, then make sure you tune into Life of Mine each week, wherever you get your podcasts. Righto, today's fella, he's doing something pretty cool, and it even sounds fucking cool. Sammy Parker, the founder of Grab Life by the Balls. Now, my way of explaining what Sammy and his sack of fellow nuts does is getting Aussie blokes together for a burger before things go to shit. Call it the modern day proactive mental health movement. It's awesome and it's all about getting blokes together to hang out and hopefully give a good get fuck to any mental health issues they're dealing with. Now, it's obviously an easy one to Google. Just type in grab life by the balls. Check out Sammy's website. Follow the balls on Facebook, LinkedIn, Insta, Twitter, YouTube. Sammy's absolutely balls deep in social media. Righto. Let's get into it. Do you do? Do you get approached as a counsellor regularly? Like but with the industry you're in, do people think you're a qualified shrink? Um I don't know. That's a really good question. Like we, I think guys don't give a shit. Like we'll we'll get a message on the Facebook page, or we'll get a message on the website and stuff, and it's like I'm fucked, you know. And it's like there's no follow, like there's no follow up. You try and follow up with those guys, and they don't care. Like I don't know if I don't know what they think they're writing to. If they're writing to us, it's not like we're beyond blue or someone like that. So try oh, not to. I, I ask this because I've got a real life example. Like leading into this, I said, the missus says, who are you talking to today? I said, oh, he's a fella that, uh, you know, do, he's like, like in the the mental health industry, you'd say. So at the moment, me retic's just blown apart out the front. I've got, fuck it. So I've had to be, I've been fixing that this morning. I've got these bloody, this new website fucking me over. I've got, we've got a newborn child with a 17 month old as well. So sleep deprived. We've got inductions to do for work. And both me and her just feel like the walls are just caving in. And you know what? And you know what we're using as the supplement? That. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, it was a perfect time to, have a chat with you. I'm like, beauty, I'll use this as a fucking counselling yeah, session. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, like I've coached people. I don't have any qualifications. I suppose I do, but they, they wouldn't mean anything. Um, just life experience. Like I have, you know, I'll see X amount of people in the office um, as a Cairo. And like the biggest thing is talking to people. It's not that the adjustment and stuff is like cool shit as well, but it's it's more about talking to people. Was that, and that was that a segue into what you do now? Yeah, it was part of part of not having to study, um, the freedom of not studying after <laughs> six and a half years of uni, yeah. um, was um quite liberating. So then it got went all sort of personal development and stuff, and the, and the practice that I'm in, the guy that um owns most of it, um, he coaches Kairos across the world and stuff. So I was pretty quick to get in once I could afford it, get coaching with him, and 
all that sort of stuff and just frothed it. Yeah. Well, are you uh, – because everyone asks people, that, like, someone like yourself that does what you do uh, with grab life by the balls, like such a uh, – what would you I say? I love it when pro- everyone says that. <laughs> a proactive movement. But are you – are people that organise these things 100% together themselves or is it all inspired by your own personal demons or such? Yeah, great, great question. Uh, by the way, I'm not sure what the rest of the shirt says. The shirt looks awesome, but the cap, I remember getting one of those at schoolies, however, however long ago that was. Oh, Byron Baker, ba- Baker uh, Bates. I had one, though. Yeah. This is actually a Manly Seagulls shirt. So oh, is uh, it? Yeah, we won't talk about that then. The missus... Um, <laughs> She says, you can't, are you doing a video chat? You can't wear that shirt. <laughs> I'm like, I'm oh, sure he what won't. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I've got no shoes. I don't wear shoes ever, so unless I'm on site. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what was the question again? Oh, you, are you full, full, <laughs> full together or you got your own bloody Oh, uh, yeah. Well, no, well that's, that comes back to, so then it'll come up in the chat, is where situational distress, there's evidence to say, that situational distress is the leading cause of suicide more than, and it's pretty close, like if you put um, depression and anxiety and those sorts of labels, if you like, a diagnosis of that, that's over 40% of male suicides, but around 48% or so is due to situational stress, which is just a shitload of stress. So it's financial loss, it's um, all those sorts of things, financial pressure, loss of job, you know, issues in your relationship, uh, social isolation, which is obviously interesting at this time, and though, all that sort of stuff, life, life stress, is it, more is more precipitates the, the issue. So it's like when people think of drowning, people think drowning looks a certain way that you're flapping around and stuff. You don't actually do that because you're knackered and you go under. It's the same with situational distress for suicide. It's, it's not easy to see. Because how often do you know the guy, if you know, I don't, I haven't really been touched by it, which is, I have, I suppose a little bit, but not really close. Um, but it's always, you always hear the story. It's the guy that looked like he had his shit together yeah. on the outside, but they're the ones that are, you know, maybe don't live up to their own expectations or have all those stresses going on. For me, um, the turning point with the whole organization, what we've created now, um, now registered charity, um, is was Jacko, like the little fellow. I was about 80 months, no sleep, hate sleep, still hate sleep. I think the missus, her eyes were falling out. I was like, see you later today. <laughs> um, but like no sleep. Um, I feel like Cairo is great, but it's not the whole journey for me. Like I feel a little bit caged sometimes. So, But then also the pressure of not having, like we didn't have a house, you know, you, you're thinking two cars, you're thinking picket fence, you're thinking Bali holidays, you're thinking all these things to make yourself look like a good dad and that expectation and that pressure most of that stuff I'm not really that fussed about, but I felt this overwhelming pressure around all of it all at once adding sleep deprivation and all that. And I was like, well, I wonder what Jack would be like without a dad. And it, like, frightened fucking shit out of me. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, fuck. And this is after years. This is after years of coaching. This is after great support groups. This is, like, great support, like, social support. Like, it's all the coaching I've done and invested in myself. It's all these things. And proactive with my health, proactive with what nutrition, all these sorts of things, and then, you know, not to sound pigheaded, but even I, had, I, even I was under that stress, and I went, "Holy fucking shit!" I was like, "This is something." In moments in our lives, when we we're under, like, with all the stuff that you just mentioned before, this is stuff that that's going on around us. And one of the 
there's lots of beautiful things happening because of what, what we're, the crisis that we're in at the moment. But it's, it, the, one of the good ones that I see is with this is that you can drop all the bullshit at the moment. We're all in the same boat, obviously to varying degrees, but we're all in the same boat. Everyone's got some shit going on. There's some stress, stress is through the roof. There's all these other things that we haven't thought about, homeschooling, you know, relationships, all these sorts of things are more exacerbated at the moment. And you can kind of drop the mask a bit more and go, well, it is actually everyone. You can see where this stress starts to come in, but it's the same. It was the same before COVID and it'll be the same after COVID, that there's all this stress building up that us as Aussie men don't particularly acknowledge, which isn't a bad thing sometimes, um, but it's there. And we think that we're, we're not strong, that we, we look like a failure because we're not, you know, we're not perfect and all these sorts of things. But, mate, everyone's got some sort of shit going on just about all the time. Well, that, it's like, that, that way you described it is you, with yourself, that that'd be how most people would start out. Like like you'd get those initial, as a, the way I describe my bloody woes at the moment. Which like there's no, they're all varying levels of woes. But that's how it'd start for an average person. It's no, you don't have to have a diagnosed condition to start going downhill, do you? Yeah, and that when that's what they say with men, that's why it needs to be different with men. That's why we call ourselves grab life by the balls, not the the proactive men's mental health movement or whatever, <laughs> you know, we, we call ourselves grab life by the balls because it's, um, it's relatable and guys, we need to make it relatable for guys because it's all going on for all of us. And unfortunately the stats are different with men. They don't actually, um, the stress that you're under, if you're looking at, you know, taking a life is, is not necessarily a mental health condition. So it needs to be looked at differently. It needs to be more holistic viewpoint essentially because it's not necessarily something that you need to go and talk to your shrink about if you like for a, a matter of fact way of saying it. it's just that life's happening and it needs to be a proactive approach that's why getting together is awesome that's why we do what we do um and it needs to it needs to be more proactive not just um in the sense of being preventative as in um like suicide prevention training that sort of thing there's great organizations that do all these amazing things i'm not knocking anyone but it needs there also needs to be a place for things that happen well you need a space to get guys before things happen before things start to slide and that's really tricky spot to do it because no one in that space if if we like if you got your shit together (laughs) no one wants to talk about that sort of stuff because you don't want to appear weak. You don't want to bring the conversation down if you're out having beers. You know, it just doesn't feel right culturally at all. Um, so that's why we just create space for guys to hang out and chat. And, you know, you we get guys that, you know, he was going through cancer treatment and had whole issues and had relationship issues and had all those stresses, but he came along and had didn't sit down in a circle and talk about all these feelings, but he just came and had a fucking good time with the boys. Yep having some bacon eggs in the morning and that just that kicked him off for the day like that he's awesome he's like yep sweet as and it wasn't until like three months later he does a facebook live on our facebook page yeah. going yeah get around the grab life by the balls crew they did this they just did a good bunch of guys rah, rah, this is what was going on for me and like man i didn't even know that and i got along with this guy really well it's like fuck. well is there an element that people suffer and any form of anxiety or depression can relate more to someone else that's suffering it rather than being consulted by a professional that, you know, like, like, do they get on the same level 
in a way when they're talking to someone that's gone through similar problems? Is there a science oh, I behind think, that? Well, I think there was like there's there's it's a double edged sword, really. Like you you want the person like if you the idea of a proactive men's mental health movement with grab life by the balls is that we want to make that change before shit happens. Yeah. So part of us getting together as mates is actually good for happiness. And how do we make our lives happier, if you like, is the underlying meaning of like, let's grab it by the balls rather than going, okay, the shit's hit the fan. Who do I go and talk to about my issues? Whereas our key question is, okay, how can we get happier? It's a two different questions. You're only going to get so far with one question. You're going to get undiagnosed. But what about living a happier life? If you're going for a happier life, that's the extra 75% of the equation that's missing. Yeah. So it's it's you know if you if you're talking to someone clinically, they've all got amazing skills. Sometimes it's good to hang around people with that may have their shit together, but it's also that empathy and that relatability of someone that's gone through the same thing um, is great. You've just got to be careful you don't jump in alongside them and get muddy with them if you like. But you're more giving giving them a hand and giving them the option to pull themselves out. I reckon the most confronting thing about when it does get to the stage you're talking about like the stage past where you want to intervene. Yeah. Uh, you're where, where you would like to start intervening, I mean. But have you have you been – what's your understanding of the psyche that a father can be going through that makes him take his own life, knowing that he's got a loving family? How, how, how does someone get to well, that it's stage? Like- I just oh, It's one thing that's always bedazzled me, how someone can think that's the only option out, but – it's well, I think like for me, common. for me, it was like a sense of failure, and and looking at the glass half empty, essentially, for when when I got to my darkest, went through that dark patch, if you like, to label that place. Um, I didn't feel like I'd lived up to expectations. I wasn't living up to mine. I wasn't happy, and it was a sense of it was a sense of failure. Yeah, you know, um, and you look at some of those things that those situational stresses like, um, you know, divorce or separation, like that, that could be a sense of failure. You know, I did make it work. I'm a, you know, I'm a, pe- I'm a worthless piece of shit or whatever, you know, whatever the language is around that. It's same with losing your job or any, you know, or um, going bankrupt and any of these things. It's, it's a big sense of failure. And, you know, it's culturally, we don't want to be seen as a failure, particularly in Australia, Australia, New Zealand, we want to see as the breadwinner, we want to be see strong. We want to be, you know, like we've got our shit together. And if you're, you know, stuff around you is happening and it's not lining up with that, you know, I feel like that's that can be part of that stress that builds up is that, well, I'm a, you know, I'm a loser. Have you, have you been involved with many people at that point where they're nearly ready uh, to do them? Um, yeah, a, a couple. Of, I have um, entry-level um, safe talk training. So I know how to talk to someone and assess them if, if I think they're at risk yeah. and then stay with them until they either see a counsellor, see a psychologist or talk to Lifeline or something like that. And I've, I've used that training a few times. Scares yeah. the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah, and that, oh, it always scares me. And it, it's not the, the fear for other people, it's the fear... I, the fear I get is if everything started, all the holes in the cheeses started lining up and, and I myself went through something like that. Like I don't – I haven't got a history of it, but you just say it's so common and that is your biggest fear that like 
the walls might start caving in on you one day. Like you really yep. got to keep on top of your life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yet, well, it's, and it's that Aussie cultural thing, if you like. I keep going back to it of that stereotype of that we have our shit together and that we're so strong and that no one can break us. And and then I'm the guy that provides. I'm the guy that buys the house. I'm the guy that can afford to, you know, let the missus drive a $100,000 four-wheel drive around. I'm the guy that we, you know, I make it happen that we go to Bali trips and, you know, it's I, 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 I. And that's that's part of our identity but it's also part of the way that we show love is doing all this work. And then that, that becomes an issue too because then if we're like away for work with mining and all that sort of stuff and we're out there doing how, doing what we know how to do and essentially, you know, as we grew up, it's basically everything in society pushes you in some direction to get a good job and make as much money as you can. It's basically the underlying message of schooling or work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Essentially, isn't it? It's like it's it doesn't matter how, if you're helping people or anything like that. It's more around you know making money, which like I understand where that's coming from, but it's it's kind of inbuilt in us and we and if those all this stuff that we absorb and we're trying to live up to and then we don't live up to it, like it's you know we we've got to question our identity and you know it's a bit scary if you're if you your identity is attached to all these outside things. Um, and that all goes, and you know, this is going to be the issue um, coming out of um, COVID. You know, all these things that we, you know, attach our worth on as men can be real challenging. But then also in the relationship, we go away in mining and all those sorts of things. We or we, even if you're working a corporate job and that sort of thing, and you and you're smashing it to bring home the bacon. But then bringing home the bacon, you're actually you can be distant. You can be distant. You're not connecting. You're tired and grumpy because you're probably not doing what you love, you know, and then you're probably not getting shown the love that you feel like you should be shown because you've sacrificed all this time and effort to make all this money so the kids can go to that school, that you can go on these holidays and all those sorts of things. The, the whole reason we do this, I heard someone speaking about it, really hit home. Like the the reason we go to work and we work hard and try to set us, like it's all based on the fact that we know we're going to die when we're 70 80 or 90 and like like we just put so much pressure on ourselves we've got this pathway we have to like you know work hard support the children then they've got money for the green like they, our whole life is based around the fact that we've got this pathway leading to a uh the end of a finite life there is mm. there is stuff coming out we might be able to live for a few hundred years apparently within the next five yeah. years but um yeah you can get so caught up in like you just feel like that you just you got that that's your purpose um and yeah. when it starts not going to plan or can see, you can see how to just unravel pretty quickly yeah yeah absolutely keeping shit together well why why are you doing this why why you sound like an entrepreneurial character in in some way <laughs> but why why is this what you've chosen to do why could have, you could have done uh, anything, I'd say. Any anyone that starts well, something like this has the capacity to do anything they want, really. But why? Well, there's why a few is other, a few other things I'm working on as well now. But yeah, this is this has been the main one outside of Cairo life. Um, I went through that personal development journey and really enjoyed that, and really enjoyed the coaching. I was like, "Fuck, this would have helped with my cricket. This would have helped in so many situations." If I'd known this, you know, some of the the roundabout ways that life eventually that took me but probably brought me back to the same path. I was like, well, I could have short-circuited that. I could have understood that better, um, you know, all these things that I could have done so much better. And then, you know, when you when you have a breakthrough like 
that sort of stuff. You like shove it down people's throats a little bit and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And um, you know, I was I was kind of regurgitating all the shit that I'd learnt and whatever. And women were quite attracted to it. Like they didn't they don't have as many um bullshit filters to work through as men do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you guys yeah. are like, no, nah, that's bullshit. No, that's bullshit. <laughs> it takes a while. Well, to you know, crack the nut. Essentially, it's like a big fucking hard macadamia. <laughs> um, <laughs> you got to throw it down a couple of times, you know. Um, and uh, like women, uh, women are great, fantastic. But I'm, I'm, you know, I call a spade a spade. I'm, you know, I don't overuse too many words, or so I try not to in certain situations. And it's like, well, I want to meet guys. I want to get. I want to make change with guys. And then when I went through, that was pre having Jacko, and then Jacko came along. Um, best thing that ever happened, but also the most challenging thing that's ever happened. I'm sure my wife would agree with that. Um, I was and, and got to that dark spot. I was like, looked around at the stats. I knew all those stats and stuff before around mental health, and that one in two of us now, now almost sixty percent of us at some point in our lifetime will have some sort of mental health conditional disorder. You know, and they're gonna and it'll and they're predicting it'll rise after all the COVID stuff. I knew all these stats, but they didn't really mean anything. I could regurgitate them and try and make a story out of it. But then I had that. A bit of an experience, not a massive experience, but an experience nonetheless. It's part of my story. I was like, holy fucking shit, this is bullshit. We're all walking around like we've got our shit together. We're all talking about the weather and the footy or coronavirus <laughs> now because there's nothing else to talk yeah, about. Pretty much. I like to talk about and watch on the news. <laughs> Don't even talk about the weather anymore. Um, <laughs> um, it's like this is bullshit. This is going on everywhere. This is like an unseen epidemic. And, you know, that, yeah. I'm trying not to be too um, un-PC, but the, the amount of people that potentially that they're looking at, that they're modelling, that are going to be affected mentally from this isolation that we've been through, and I understand why we've done it, I'm not disputing that, but the, the kick-on effect will be men's suicide in particular and, and mental health conditions and disorder, and they're looking at skyrocketing. They're looking at going up anyway before the fires. You remember the fires? At the yeah, start of the year? yeah, yeah. And then, and, and then the COVID drought. stuff as well. It was predicted well. before, before, yeah, and the drought, and then it pissed down and rain in some spots, and there was flooding and all sorts of stuff. You know, so I've had everything this year, but before we got to 2020, they were predicting a rise anyway. Like, you know, the stats are probably going to outweigh what happened in Australia with COVID. Yeah. And, you know, it's like this is a massive issue. Um, it doesn't get talked about. I don't, it's not sexy to talk about. It's not, you know, there's not a lot of stuff around, I don't know, maybe it's the system. The system's more set up mental health-wise for working through a process that takes time, whereas with men there's not that time. It's, it's, a, it's almost a line in the sand moment and then guys go, okay, I'm done, I'm exiting, I'm out. Yeah. And, and if they do get to that point and they act on it, they're more likely than women to be, be, I'll put that in inverted commas there, successful. There's no second chance. And a lot of the stuff is set up for second chance. A lot of set up the system, you know, there's gaps in the system where men aren't, you know, thought of. Yeah. And it's getting better. There's stuff happening. And there's great people like the Australian Men's Health Forum and the CEO, Glenn Poole. They're doing amazing things in big rooms with big wigs making that change and getting what we're talking about. The stats that I talk about come from mostly from their website um, are making that change so it is more at men. You know, you think about, you know, the road, the road toll is like something that always gets talked about, but men's suicide, um, what the stats that I've got, they may, they're probably a little bit outdated, but, you know, men's suicide is bigger than the, roads, the road toll, but we don't really talk about it like that. You know, these, these things aren't 
don't know, sexy. I don't know. It's it, but it's unbelievable how far it's come in the last probably all decade, even like just in post mm. post millennium. I was- I, even even in the last couple of years, the amount of other like similar groups doing similar things, or maybe I'm just been in the space for a few years now. Mm. It's like there's so many things out there doing good stuff, and that that's why. And so to go back to the question that yeah, I'm not sure of the exact question, but we got into this was like, well, how do we meet guys where they're at? What's the easiest way of getting guys together we went for a burger night um it was impromptu and ended up being all my close mates up here and i was like fuck that was good eh? that was really good um just so a, just a boys catch like, up you didn't, burgers, that wasn't part of anything that wasn't part nah, of that was just just accidental and then yep. i was like this is really cool i think this is what i need to do um because all the stuff all the men's stuff if you like that was already out there it's it's not my cup of tea like you're sitting in circles you're talking or you're doing all these other things. I was like, "Where's, where's, what's the, what's the normal run-of-the-mill guy gonna, what's, what's he gonna turn up to and have a good time?" Yeah, you know, was it Bergenite? We started out Bergenite, so then that's how it's just grown. So we, we don't try and we're not forcing an issue. Um, you can come along and spew your guts or not, you know. I.e. spew guts as in talking, not hopefully not drinking that much piss that you're throwing yeah. up when you come along. <laughs> but like, Could it's, go all the way. It's literally just a space to hang out with another uh, with a group of guys, and that's all we do. We don't try and push any agendas. There's no topics. It's just come along and be yourself. And I think and part of it it works so well because there is no pressure. There is no pressure to try and act or be someone else that you're not. And I think there's a lot of pressure around pop culture around how guys should see themselves, where they where they should be with, you know, um, feminism and how they're all lined up and, you know, telling you've got to be a little bit PC, but, you, you know, like telling a, a dirty joke and stuff, you're like you're worried if someone's going to take the wrong way these days, not about having a laugh. And I'm sure there's lines that, that shouldn't be crossed and things like that as well, but it's that line seems to have moved about being politically correct, particularly with men and women has moved so much it's really hard for guys to actually even say anything it's it's easier and safer to say nothing sometimes just in the case that you might be sexist or racist or all these sorts of things so guys just sit there and don't say anything because they're not sure what they're going to get in trouble for next yeah I, I completely agree i'm testing the boundaries a bit in the way i present the old podcast in terms of the p i've just figured out uh, what pc means based on what you oh sorry oh, <laughs> it sorry. took a while i, I yeah, know what you, i know what you're saying i know what you're saying yeah, yeah. now well, it's good because I was listening to you one before and you already dropped the F-bomb and I was like, oh, I'll be fucking sweet. It'll be yeah, right. Yeah, I'll just, <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah, I'll push it. <laughs> uh, who was, I was talking to Beanie and um, Peter Finn and that last night we were, and Sam, uh, Sean Lavin. I think you've all had a you've oh, had yeah, alarm yeah, yeah. with yep, all I'll of them him. and they were going on about um, <laughs> the words they say too much. Finney's is obviously rabbit hole. Can't stop him saying that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and face just face contracting in general, uh, buddy. Yeah. And, yeah. and um, I forget what Sean's was. Beanie was well, joking. He just pumps it. He has to pump a quote every every minute. And, uh, and I'm like, well, I, my one, I bloody uh, my word, I say too much of the bloody F and C bobs usually. Yeah. So. <laughs> we've all we've all got our thing. What did you do? You still run? Your events now, you like your let's say burger nights. Do you still run them like the first one? You just it's a it's it's just a meeting ground essentially, and just people. Will, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no no agenda, no format, no nothing. It's just here's a table, just have a yarn. Is that yeah. as simple as that? 
Yeah, pretty much. It's literally all we do. It's like a men's shed without the men's shed. Yeah. And it's, you know, thought it was a cool, clever idea, but there's other, there's some awesome groups doing similar things. And, you know, men's shed's been doing it for ages and they're across the world. Like, we're just, when you think about it, we're just doing what they do, but we're, we're meeting guys in a different age group, in a different demographic that probably wouldn't go along to a men's shed or think it's just about woodworking and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, what, what sort of numbers are you getting? How, uh, What's been the trajectory varies, of growth? So before before COVID, I think we had about twelve or thirteen locations, or about to go to thirteen locations. Um, on the Sunshine Coast, where where I, where we're at, the like the Moolaba Beach Brekkie that we do, um, on a bad day that would get thirty guys through. Really? Yep. Um, and then other we had other sort of events associated with that around certain milestones, like our birthday and that sort of thing. You know, we get around seventy odd people coming on. I reckon after once we're allowed to meet, I think we'll have a hundred that first week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it varies. Like it, it's not. It just takes a bit of time. It takes time to get recognition. It takes time to realise that we're not a bunch of dickheads and all that sort of thing. Realise that there is no pressure. Because as soon as you say, because as soon as you say mental health, people have a connotation that it's like a support group straight away. Yep, exactly. Um, yeah. And that, and we have that connotation around mental health, but it's basically it's the it's the research that shows that getting together with your mates is really good for you and the opposite not hanging out with mates and having social isolation social isolation as in the um the mental health term not as in COVID 19 um is is actually as detrimental as having you know two packs of cigarettes a day that sort of thing so yeah or using bloody grog to mask it like we're like we're doing every now and then what um uh Shit, I bloody, I bloody went back there. I've been thinking about the burgers, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm keen as for a burger. I can't wait till we can get back into it. So, yeah, it's been a bit challenging. So I think a lot of guys have fallen through the cracks and um, we've had our own personal journey of um, some interesting challenges um, as a family in the last uh, about, you know, five or six weeks ago. Um, so I've kind of dropped off the radars a bit as being so hands-on and trying to um, probably do too much. So a couple of guys... Um, our wingmen, because every guy needs a wingman. Anyone yeah. that sets up a location is a wingman with crab life by the balls. Yeah. I thought that was pretty clever. I was high-fiving myself there. <laughs> it's, all, it's all very – like, you cannot get more blokey if you tried. Like, like it's, yeah. it's spot on. <laughs> um, says the guy with the um, the blue blocker glasses on while I talk to you. Um, <laughs> automatically lost my street cred. Um what was I? Oh, so the guys, Ryan and Shane, have been doing a great job online and we've been doing so, sort of virtual. So we just put Zoom on, put the link up, yeah. come and have a coffee um, on a Friday morning and um, the odd Friday night for a burger night. But we had a good chat last Friday. Yeah. We had a good chat last Friday with um, a, heap, a heap of people um, around, you know, anything and everything, but it was more around barbecuing and, and sort of a virtual style big barbecue for May 8th. So that was really cool. We had, you know, had guys like Brent Tate, um, Oh, yep, yep. Yep. Uh, Danny Morrison, uh, ex-New Zealand cricketer. And Brent Tate obviously played rugby league for uh, Queensland. And um, oh, mate, I should, and I that should, is I should give you a hard time. I was, I, I was stalking you before just to make sure I had some facts. And I was like, I was a bit sad about the rosemary bush. Can you bring that up here? Because we need a good we need a good stash of rosemary around our place for our roasts. Oh, but it, it, was, was, it was a lavender. It was a lavender. Oh, lavender. I know. You can stick that up. Yeah. You can stick yeah. that in your in your. Sock straw, mate. Straight um, up the muffler of the AU. But mate. I saw you're you're born in Inverell. I was like, well, grew up in Inverell. Oh, I was born there. Where? Yeah, yeah, I was born in Inverell. You're bloody joking. 
Yeah. You've got to be joking. Really? Yeah, so yeah. that dad, I'm not sure. Uh, was he the, he was a, I think it's a dog biscuit place or something now on the main street. But dad used to run, manage Regal Bakery. So this was like 86 I was born. Yeah, right. We're probably only there for 12 months and then um, end up, at, my sister was born in Mount Isa. Again, dad went with Regal Bakery. So I yep. think got bought out by top, tip top. Yep. And then um, sort of did a few trips around Australia and kept coming back to a spot down in southwestern New South Wales of Leeton. So. There you bloody go. Small world, mate. Good old. Yeah, I looked at that. I was like, I've tried. We've done the drive from the sunny coast to uh, mum and dad are now in, my mum and dad are now in Wagga. Catherine's parents are still in Melbourne. We've done the drive a couple of times. Each time I'm like, oh, I should have planned to go to Inverell. But mum and dad can't remember what street we lived in. I'm sure things look different because it was, you know. 30-odd years ago, so. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, small yeah. world, mate. Small there world, hey? oh, Small oh, world. Oh, on, you, on you leading into this, I'm like, I know I'm going up against a potential Queensland spot. Everyone a fucking interview goes well, for Queensland. See, that's, but yeah, well, that's the funny part because I'm the only New South Welshman in the family. Um, But you support but, Queensland, do you? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, Dad says that's okay because I was conceived in – Brisbane. So. <laughs> I've never heard it put that way. Maybe that's what happened to Greg Inglis think, as well. I think, I think, well, there's some interesting stories. Like if you ever hear Billy Moore speak, the ultimate Queenslander. Yeah, born in closest, uh, Tenerfield. Yeah, yeah. The closest hospital was on the other side of the of the border. Yeah, so he's actually born in New South wasn't he? Yeah, I can't remember the exact stuff, but I know he was close to the border and he was actually born in New South Wales. Yeah. So, like, if it's good enough for him, I think it's good enough for me. <laughs> oh, I can't I can't wait for the league to get back up and running. But that would be – do you is, – is rugby league uh, a theme for you as well, for getting the blokes um, together watching a game of footy? Is that Well, we haven't really done that because um, what I've found, I don't know if it's the people I hang out with or that my interest maybe isn't that massive with footy. It's more, I'm, I'm more into cricket and all that sort of stuff. I don't know if it's just the coast thing, but the coast is more about the beach, hey? Whether yeah, it's right surfing right. or yep. just hanging out at the beach or or just getting out in nature. I, I was surprised how moving up from Melbourne, whatever it was, six and a bit years ago, I was like, I was waiting for all this maroon stuff at, um, you know, State of Origin time. I was waiting for, like, going to the um, – go and watch the um, the Falcons with the QRL and all that sort of stuff, and yep. I've done nothing. Like, I don't know – too many. I've connected with people now that playing some other local comps and that sort of thing, but I've never really got the full rugby league like thing. I don't know if it's a bit more of a surfy culture or if it's just a bit more of a coffee culture and surf, and and that's about it. Like I, I tried playing cricket up here, but I was like, nah, there's better things to do on a Saturday. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, oh, especially consumes consumes so much of it, especially when you're fielding all fucking day. But it, yeah. how long's it been going for now? The grab life by the balls. I love saying. Well, I, I love saying. Yeah, I, I love I love people saying it. Even um, there's a there's footage from the local Seven News, and it, and he's almost like question marking it. He's like, grab the line. By the ball. Well, I put like, a bit like, of a yeah, star so tinge to it, like grab life by the balls. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that first Bergenite um, was I. Uh, I'm going with November 2016, but it may have been December. But yeah, so yep. just over three years. Yeah, right. And, and that and that was Bros Burgers and Brews, and it took ages. No one could remember that name, so we had to think of a different name. Yeah, that evoked evoked what we were talking about essentially, and I was like, we're trying like pull your socks up and all these sorts of things. But then that implied that guys still don't have their shit together, that they they need to change. Whereas Grub yeah. Life Global was like, yeah, let's just fucking get, get stuck in. 
Yeah, you that's know, it's more more aligned with not wanting guys to be feel like they need to change that there's all this pressure that they're not good enough and all these sort of things. It's like just fucking get amongst it. Yeah. So um, which I think we changed that about I don't know, but yeah, it was a, it was a better name. How'd you go with the challenge of now? I can relate to this the the challenge of starting something like this, being a husband, father, your day job. The, the side hustle challenge, especially especially trying to sell it because you're starting a charity. Like it's not like you're starting a lucrative business. Like yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't I wasn't sure. It's kind of evolved, but it is now a charity. I think the um the idea is that we're championing mateship. Um, but yeah, it was uh, yeah, it's always a challenge. But those events that we've started, and this is what I tell guys that get in touch with us that want to start in different areas. It's what I'd do anyway. I'd be down the beach at that time having a body bash and having a coffee and talking to someone anyway. Yeah. Burger nights, I would be frothing a burger. I would be keen as for a burger on Friday night. Let's go on there. So all I did was just invite everyone else to come along if they wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it fit. Like it, there's a bit more to it now and there's, um, as I, you know, it's just little steps each time and then you go to get someone else to come in and hold the space if you like or, you know, be the – be the epicenter of the event or to get people to do social media. You don't realise how much little things you've learnt over that sort of three-year period. So it's like, yeah, it got pretty full on and um, was getting a bit worn out at the start of the year. And then um, with the challenges that we had earlier, uh, the last six or seven weeks ago, it was a good time to actually we ended up having basically a month off. Um, a couple of weeks with my parents in Melbourne, a couple of weeks with um, Catherine's parents in Melbourne. Um, I forgot how cold it got those places. Um, but that was kind of the reset that I needed and, and just letting go and trusting guys or people to do a bit more. And I've had a good team. We've got, you know, we're a registered charity, so there's a board of directors. They've been quite good. We've got um, Nicole, who's our volunteer social media website person. Um, you know, Ryan and Shane that I mentioned, the other wingmen, have really stepped up in whatever area they are. Ryan and Shane are on the sunny coast, um, so that makes things a bit easier. But there's other guys that, you know, uh, help out as well so i'm getting better at um delegating things i still need to work on that but it was it was just that it fit my fit my schedule fit my routine um the cairo practice like i'm not there nine to five all the time i'm there at certain times and all that sort of stuff so that that allows some flexibility but you know and catherine also knows if i'm doing shit that i love i am much i'm a much nicer person to be around as well so it's, it's you get better at time managing, you get better at blocking your time. Like you know, it was awesome booking with you. You've got all your stuff automated. Like I'd love to get to that point as well. You know, it's just making time for things. And it's, that's literally getting Google Calendar or the calendar on your Apple phone or whatever else you use and having that. And it's like, well, no, I can't do that. I've got to do this time or whatever. Yeah. No, it's because uh, every minute you waste doing shit like that, it just adds up. Like when it's yeah. a, oh, just fine, you just get fucking way down but you need things as easy as that. like that google calendar i couldn't live life without it like imagine trying oh, to remember all the shit you got to do without a, yeah. a calendar on your phone that you just pick out bloody the old school bloody black pen and uh yeah. calendar on the wall i'd be fucking hopeless at that <laughs> yeah it'd be scribbled out and you know all that sort of stuff but no, that's just you just get and then you try and i'm still not great at it but it's probably factoring in we've been a bit all over the shop the last two or three months so um, you know, factoring in time, you know, bulking time out, you know, to spend with loved ones, all those sorts of things, you know, 
that also helps. You've got to, you know, you're doing it all. Well, most of the stuff that we do, I don't, my purpose has changed being solely about me to, you know, making sure that Jacko has the best upbringing ever. Mm. Yeah. You know, that's, that's my main driver and I'm not ashamed of that. Um, then you've got to factor that in. That, that also needs quality time. That also means being there and helping out so you, your wife's not, you know, absolutely knackered and doesn't get any help, you know. Like there's lots of things that I do, you know, to be around that. And it's just you've got to make time for that. But it's you've got to look at it in a positive way, as you said. Like if you're getting weighed down by children, um, children are just the greatest gift anyone can can have. Like it's um, if, if that's the thing that's... Um, wearing you out it's a it's a it's a good thing that's what i mm. try to put a positive spin on we're just so they're just fucking unbelievable you don't know well you you take jacko away go back to your life without kids like you'd be like you'd think you'd be bored shitless i like, would be bored shitless it's like why what am, why am i doing all this stuff i'd be like i'd have to yeah it would be quite challenging yep yeah what what's in the pipeline once covid uh, as uh, me mate Joshy from Math said, packs its bags and fucks off. Uh, <laughs> what's some of the cool shit we're going to see out of the uh, the balls area, mate? Well, we were looking at so we're um, we've got a few locations in Queensland. We've got a few locations um, in New South Wales. Um, we've got a guy down in Wanawum, Melbourne, uh, in Victoria. So um, Sully over in Perth was going to launch around COVID time <laughs> at, at what turned out to be COVID time. So we've got Perth in the works. We're having a chat to a mate of mine in, in Darwin. So it's just getting more groups set up and, and getting amongst it. It's going to be even more important post this. Like I'm quite lucky. I'm, I'm deemed essential because of the pieces of paper that I have. So that hasn't really affected anything. If anything, it's actually got busier since I've been back in the last few weeks. Um I'm quite blessed that way, but I understand there's there's so many more financial pressures. There's people struggling. Guys are going to need to hang out more. There's going to be more of a need for this sort of stuff, um, unfortunately, because the stats will probably rise. Um, and then we we still think it's pretty un-Australian men's mental health stats, and we also think it's un-Australian that we hold no world records for barbecuing. So I'm not sure what September brings, what Father's <laughs> Day brings, but that's going to be our national... Um, that's that's what we're working towards, you know, full national exposure, massive day around, you know, you hang around with your mates at the barbecue. Mateship is is awesome for your mental health. It's great for you. Um, it's un-Australian around men's mental health. It's un-Australian that we have no world records because we think we're pretty fucking good at barbecuing um, and we've got to change both those stats and it can be easy as getting your mates around for a barbecue. Like it's just like I get chills talking about it. It's just so simple. Yeah, you know, there's other organisations that must have heard a couple of my podcasts. I'd like to think I came up with the idea, but I'm not. I'm sure I'm not the only one. But there's, you know, like I think that's just so Aussie that it, that'll work. That's what I'm going to keep working towards. Um, after May eight um, last Friday and having some cool conversations um, with heap of different people, um, we'll probably do probably a virtual event every year around May eight, as long as it's not Mother's Day. Um, we'll let mothers have Mother's Day. We were looking at May eight originally for the big barbecue kind of idea, um, but we just thought it was a bit too close to to Mother's Day and, and that should be celebrated for women and, and for mothers and for what they do for us as well. So but we'll probably have, have a May 8 day then, um, a little bit more low-key, a bit more virtual. So what, what, and, um, yeah, just keep virtual away. Event. what do you mean by that? Oh, just online, just a live stream of some sort of yep. event or something. And and for us, like, you know, it it looks like, a, you know, everything looks like, we you know, a great organisation. It's run on a shoestring. I'm still volunteered. Like, I, I get paid to do some of the speaking stuff, like I have done out of the mind sites, but the other stuff, the rest of it, yeah, there's not, there's, I don't get paid for any of it. Um, 
So, yeah, virtual is is the cheapest way to go. Like yeah. we had we had a we had an event where we got Danny Morrison and Brent Tate and Glenn Paul from Australian Mental Health Ballroom and um, some local businesses and you know all these people that you would you know normally have to pay or you know have to get to a certain location and and then book tickets and all these sorts of things. We just you know I said fuck it, we'll do it on live stream and you know hey presto. A week later, we're doing an event live that, you know, reached so many people and whatever, and we had all these cool conversations, like, to actually get that, to pull that off and sell tickets and have that in a location and get everyone together and blah, 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 blah. You know, that costs a shitload. <laughs> yeah, unreal, mate. Brent Tate, that is a man that held, like, played with his heart on his sleeve, like, the, the passion. I, I remember when he did his knee of one of the times and, like, just like bawling his eyes out because the passion he had for his career and his game was just unbelievable. Um, yeah. It would have been unreal being around a bloke like that. Oh, he's awesome. So he we he originally did an event before. I think we even had any other locations up and running. So we're still like fresh, you know, who are these guys type of thing. And he came down to the sunny coast thanks to our mates at Sunshine Toyota. <laughs> oh. um, they, it was through a Toyota thing there um, His family actually um, His mum and all his sisters live on the coast So he was quite keen to come down And he was just a ripping boy He's just a, a really nice guy um, He's been through a heap of shit You know, his book's called Iron Will for a reason You yeah. know, and he speaks so well He's just a, he's a ripping bloke um, And, you know, he's bit, Like you can just see his footy career You know, not just life stress But footy career of the ups and downs that he went through And the the balls, if you like, to come back each time, you know, and to play at that standard, you know, the neck stuff, the knee stuff, and, you know, like three, at least three times career-threatening career-threatening injuries that could have, anyone would have gone, well, it's okay if you quit. Like, you know, there's no hard feelings there. But he's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm coming back, you know. And then challenges after footy and all those sorts of things. Like, you know, like he, he speaks about it so well. He's, yeah, he, I can't say enough about the bloke. He's a ripper. Yeah, good, awesome, awesome, mate. Oh. But yeah, it's, it's worth it's worth to read his book. Like Iron Will just says enough. Like he yep. just he he put his nuts out there and he just he worked hard. I'll have to I'll have to keep posted about this Perth event, mate. I'll have to go have a bow peep. I'd love to love to see this in action. I'm stoked you get coming. Yeah, over this it's, side it's of the pretty borders. easy, mate. Just have a barbie with a bunch of random dudes and get to know them, and you have more mates. It's pretty good. Yeah, but Sully's on um, Sport FM. Yep. He got he gets a bit of a gig on there. I'm not sure exactly. I think he talks about the um the rugby league stuff over there. He's mad. He does a lot with the rugby league community. Um, but I had a chat to um the boys on the Brecky show last Friday before we kicked off our May eight event. So they were good. So yeah, I was, I'm keen to get it over in Perth. I'll be keen to come and visit when we can too because sounds awesome. Sully's the kind of guy that knows everyone. So. He's just that that guy in the pub that would know everyone in the pub, yep, no yep. matter from somewhere, and you'd remember your name and stuff. He, he'll get it going. He'll it'll be massive over there. It'll probably be our biggest location, I reckon, if when we get back into it. Sully's just that kind of guy. So, because you you beat on a few mining podcasts now, did you identify mining as one of the key industries you wanted to get involved with doing what you're doing, or it just it, it just happened that way? It kind of just happened. It was through uh, as most things happen with. Um, you know, it's one of the keys to my success is just knowing people. Yeah, someone knows someone who knows someone, and that sort of thing. So yeah, I was in a in a coaching group with um a lady that used to be a PA for one of the one of the mining managers at a mine site. So that's sort of how that kicked off. I'm um, not sure how how we're gonna. We're probably looking at repackaging um our on site stuff. Um, it was more sort of it was loosely laid in personal development with the blokey kind of grab life by the ball. Um. 
I think we'll probably sort of repurpose things and keep things around our branding, around championing mateship and, and promoting our bigger barbecue moving forward. It was a meeting we were having the other day. Um, but the essence of a grab life by the balls was um, the program that we were delivering was around, you know, just getting clear on why we're doing what we're doing, you know, understanding that if you're going out to a mine site and you're away from home, that you're actually, your, your main purpose is probably providing and protecting for your family and, um, and just understanding that because sometimes I think, you know, there's a gap when you come home, you've got to, you know, look after the family when you come back, you don't get time to, you know, sometimes you don't get time, generally speaking, <laughs> trying to keep it PC again, mate. There's so many things to juggle. There's like two yeah. separate lives. The missus being, you know, you've been away from missus for a week, like she's ready to drop the kids and run and do a couple of their own things while you're all back. You just want to lie on the couch because you're knackered. You know, there's all this other stress and then there's, you know, financial stuff and it's like, what are you spending that on and all this? So, what, you know, getting clear on to why you're driving around in a truck or whatever you're doing on the site, why you're doing that. And if it's provide and protect for your family, it can just make that day a little bit easier going, yep, that's why I'm doing it. Yeah, it's not the greatest job. Can I say I love it? Maybe not. But, it, you know, it pays the mortgage on this awesome house that we've got or whatever it is um, and, and things like that and just getting clear you know, that this mental health stuff, like it, it's everyone, everyone's got some shit going on no matter who you are. And, and it was just getting clear on that value of essentially aligning your values to understand what you're doing. And then if you don't like what you're doing and why you're doing it to make change on that. Oh, because I reckon everyone probably has these Barbies. Like they, 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 yeah. they do, they do yeah. what you do without knowing. And um, yeah, it's, exactly. It's, That's it's even better. Yeah, exactly. It's like you, you're always having a value, but it's it's having in the back of your mind just, especially with workmates and, you know, knowing who just how I think, have a, have a, just have a think, who, who might just be a bit on their lonesome at the moment, might have broke up with their missus or, and just like maybe just, to, yeah, you only got to invite a couple more people to reach out and just uh, the monumental difference that could make. Um, yeah. Because I know Perth gets a bit clicky because it's so isolated. Everyone's still fucking hanging around with who they went to school with. but So so it's easy to, you know, just invite the same people. Yeah, you got to reach yeah. out. Um, and they're everywhere, everywhere. People are going through shit everywhere, as you said. Yeah. So some yeah. better or worse than others. It's, I've yeah. got one happening on Sunday, actually. I've got, I'm doing, oh, I'm doing pulled lamb and gravy rolls and pulled pork and slaw rolls on the smoker and that's uh getting a few boys around from work but so it's, if we if can we I put a poster up for you now i should make it in time yeah mate can you put it you'll have to quarantine here for a week you'd be, uh, two <laughs> oh, yeah. fortnight well, that'd be be right. pissed by the end of it pork and stuff will be right yeah no it's all bloody sensational mate i love what you're doing um you as I said, I don't have a big. I usually don't have a big punchline question or anything at the end. We just. No, that's cool. It's we, good. It's because I like. I was like. I was going to ask at some stage. Are we actually recording? Or are we still having like the pre-show chat? The pre-show. Just, oh, we're doing a show. Yeah, it's funny. Pe- it's peace. Great. It's awesome. Peace. But this, it, it's the thing. It's keeping it low key. It doesn't have to always be mental health in particular. It's like it's it's a it's a serious conversation. But why does it have to be so serious? Because Aussie guys aren't serious. They like taking the piss. They like having a bit of a joke. You know. You give your best mate more shit than you give anyone else, you know, that sort of thing. Or well, that's exactly. definitely how I roll. You know, like why does it, why does the conversation, as soon as we say mental health, why does it have to be so clinical? Why does it have to have this, um, I suppose, a stigma or a stereotype around it? Like why can't we go, hey, yeah, right, I love, I am going to grab life by the balls and you, you know that 
you like me going because they, they we finish at like 9, 30, 10. I'm not going to be out till 2 o'clock or anything like that. They're a good bunch of guys, and it's actually really good for my mental health, and I feel like I should hang out with my mates. It's like a completely different conversation. Oh, like, well, fuck you, I'm well. going home. Hey. I'm going out with my mates, you know. I think, you know, the, yeah, it's... Or she kicks you out and said, go and fucking hang out with those guys. Give me the shits. <laughs> I, just, I reckon I can put a Grab Life by the Bulls poster up at every bloke's place I'll go to, and that's going to be my excuse. Uh, I'll be like, yeah, just going like, around. You're to- welcome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mate, we'll just get you to start a Facebook group for where you where are you, Perth? Yeah, I'm Perth, mate. I'll, yeah. get you, I'll get you in with Sully, mate, and we'll get it going, and we can have two wingmen in Perth, and there you go. You're, you're sweet Friday and Sunday night. <laughs> I can love it, mate. Mrs. would love that. Yeah, are you going to start a – are you going to potentially branch out to the female um, industry, maybe like a grab life by the tits offshoot of grab Look, life has, by the bulls? it has been mentioned, like, we're quite frequent down at um, the Moolabar Beach, um, and, uh, yeah, there's a couple of ladies there at the coffee shop that we get our coffee from, and um, they have mentioned that. Um, the that veterans community name or not? No, grab life by the titties was what they'd come up with <laughs> nice. as well. There's been, there's been, there's been, there's been other ones, but you know, um, not yeah, they were a bit too gross, I think, to be honest. But women are like women. Women say some foul things from time to time, worse than half the blokes. I think. Yeah. Oh, especially no. when, the, especially when they're <laughs> angry at you. Uh. But then they, um, uh, there's you know, different communities have different types of. Um, I'm going to say clicks anyway. There's a bit of a click going on, but anyway, the um the veterans community around this around the surf club down there have also gone. They they're going to start their own group. Um, it's called the Leave My Balls Alone Club. Obviously, <laughs> of a certain age, so they 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 have a different connotation when it comes to grab life by the balls. So yeah, um, yeah, there's a couple of offshoots potentially. Look, um, all the more, yeah, it'd be great to have that. You know, I think that women are, are probably more open. It's not. I don't think it's as big an issue. <laughs> Like there's mental health is a big issue for everyone, but for women to get together, I think that kind of happens easier than it does for men. I think yeah. men, what I find very stereotypically speaking, um, is that guys will, you know, if you're away working, you come back, or if you're out working all week and then you come home and then Friday night you're knackered, Saturday you go out with the kids, they play before COVID, they go and play all their sport. You do all that running around Saturday. Saturday night is then dinner, but it's not usually your best mate. It's usually her best mate. And you go to dinner around there and you don't you, you don't always get along with the the part, the other guy that's there. You know, you're like you're in these situations that the women women generally organise. You're not always hanging out with your mates. And it's like, oh, do I have to go? I hate talking to him. He doesn't say anything. He's got nothing in common with me. You're like, there's no, the guys that we don't, aren't good at articulating at the best of times. But, you know, generally speaking, we go and get shit-faced or do something like that. And then obviously then our partner doesn't want us to go out to those sorts of things all the time. <laughs> and so we get in trouble for going. But if you, it's more of an issue to get guys to go to something, to drop their BS on one side, but also to be allowed to go and all those, the conversation that goes with that. But if it's grab life by the balls thing, it's a bit nicer. But it's a bit more challenging, I find, for guys to get together, you know, They've been working away. They've been away all week, or they've been working all week. Um, they come home again. It's all stereotypical, but you know, but the last thing that the missus wants you is to go away again. It's like, well, hold on. What about all my stuff? I want to talk to you. And it's like, actually, I need to hang out with my mates. Whereas women are quite connected. You know, yeah. We we go out hunting and collect shit and not say anything and just sort of grunt at each other side by side. And women would sit around back in the village and they'd be preparing all the food and sitting around and talking and all that sort of thing. You know, that's what. 
some of the stuff, the ancestral stuff that we've dealt with, you know, it's a bit harder for guys. Whereas, but happy to have the conversation. If anyone wants to start grab life while their titties, I'm more than happy to have that conversation. <laughs> yeah, oh, mate, there's a bloody, oh, there's potential. Because oh, your the enthusiasm and passion is just oozing out of you like a bloody, it's um, unbelievable. I hope it it's, it's, very, it's very apparent and you're, and you're sober too, it appears. What, what, what keeps you going each day? Like, how do you, how do you maintain this? Cause you, I can, I can just say you're so passionate about what you do. Um, what, what keeps you going? As you said, you get to the point where you're a bit burnt out yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at, you know, I feel like sometimes not living what I talked about before. It's like, well, I'm just getting a bit clearer on the values and where we want to go as a family and realise that I'm I'm fighting this internal battle of all this stuff that's gone into my head over time and around how life should look and how you should be as a dad and, you know, financially where you should be and you should have the house and all these sorts of things and fitting that, fitting this, you know, Australian dream of how you should be living, you know, the nine to five and all that sort of stuff. And some of that bores the shit out of me. And I feel like I'm a trapped, caged animal. And then, and then it's taking a leap into trusting and being a bit more nomadic and things like that is potentially on the, on the radar is, um, just going, well, stuff it. Might as well grab it and back it up. And so working on some things that will support a bit more freedom and nomad life, um, particularly before Jacko starts school. Yeah. Um, but um, just I, I realised how I thought I was a bit um, a bit of a balance between extrovert and introvert, but I've noticed with coronavirus being around how extroverted I am. I just like being around people. Like I got lost at World Expo in 1988. This is the family story, yeah? Um, and I'll just give you some context. I went missing at World Expo and um, mum and dad couldn't find me. They were shitting bricks. And... They found me eventually and I was just squatting down, having a chat to all these, and, and my wife will find this funny too, um, chatting and these five or six oldies um, sitting on a park bench and I was just ha- I was talking gibberish to them. I was two years old and just having a good old chinwag. I've had no issue going up and talking to people my whole life, even if they're, if they're younger than me or older than me. It's just what I do. Like Catherine knows if I'm going for coffee, she'll see me in three or four hours' time because I'll run into someone, something will happen, you know, just – I just like hanging out with people and I think if you can make some positive change and I feel like, you know, it's so Aussie, this stuff, and it's just so easy and simple yet profound. It's like get amongst it like let's and have a bit of fun with it. Like life's here to be lived. Life's here to, you know, like if you think about all your, the worst parts of your life, all the shit that's happened, and you think about some of the best moments of your life, besides the missus and your family, who do you want to tell? You have a beer, we, or, you know, I'd go for a whiskey with a couple of my mates with, at, at a certain whiskey bar here. You'd have a whiskey with your mates yeah. is what I would do. You're thinking of your mates. Like, get amongst your mates. It's just so Aussie. There's so much change that's needed, but it's so also it can be so simple, the change and the profound change it can make. Why, why not? And, but how good it like the best one you can get the best mates that you can have are the, that have got a best a good missus as well and you get the missuses involved as well yeah. I suppose that's yeah. the uh, there's your ultimate dream it is like if you can keep all the car, if <laughs> it's you, always you don't want to be when in you that, have a dinner date and you, and everyone gets along with everyone <laughs> exactly you don't want to be that guy before when kids you're, anyway what's a dinner date we don't do dinner dates anymore anyway <laughs> well uh, when you were explaining it before you're like oh look you go into the the, the couple's outings and you're like, look, this bloke's just a fuckwit. I just don't <laughs> like him. Like, oh, yeah. Mate, the, the way to sum you up is a true, 
is a, a foundation sort of Western Australian mining term. You're you're a bloody good cunt, mate. It's uh, <laughs> just you've uh, you've done an awesome job here, mate. Give you just plug the living fuck out of yourself right now. What websites, contact details, Facebook pages? Where where's everyone head to get more info about you? Yeah, so look, if you're interested in making some um some change in your organisation around mateship and that sort of thing, particularly in mining, uh, you can uh, give us an email, admin at grablifebytheballs.com.au and we'll get back to you. Um, the website's grablifebytheballs.com.au. We should have .org.au, but I'm not sure if we've got that sorted now that we're a charity. Um, there's And then there's obviously socials, LinkedIn, all that sort of stuff. It's the, it's the logo in the background there, two thumbs oh, up. Bloody it's love pretty it. easy to find. Yeah. Um, we're, we're across most of those things besides Twitter. Oh, I think we've got Twitter as well. But we're on all those. Um, you can buy. I'm pretty sure you can buy the caps and the t-shirts. And I just got. I literally just got the. If I turn that around, I just got the hoodies just before. Just got myself a new hoodie after wearing the old school printed one that I've had for the last couple of years. It's got a bunch of hoodies. Um, you can get them. I think some of that's on Facebook, and then most of that will be on the website. Um, you can donate to us if you like what we do. Um, we're all volunteers. You know, setting up a location. You know, usually involves a sign you know, a couple of shirts and caps for the guys that are helping us out and all that sort of stuff. That doesn't come for free, um, you know, and to make proactive change, we're a little bit outside the box of funding and those sorts of things. We want to make change well before the shit happens. So um, we, we're trying to make ourselves sit in a different car- uh, category than other organisations because I feel that's where the most change needs to be made, but it's also a little bit different around getting funding and those sorts of things without trying to quack like a duck too much. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, any any support would be great. Um, you know, our merch looks pretty cool, I reckon. So get amongst it. It's always it's always good to go to the pub or have a coffee <laughs> when you when you're wearing this this stuff, which I wear all the time. So I'm definitely going to an interesting bloody, conversation. Steve, I don't know if you know him, Steve Posnick. He does dirty old designs. He's going to be spewing because I'm going to start wearing a bit of you grab life by the balls, and uh, I'll be cheating on his t-shirts. It'll be fucking never. <laughs> yeah, well, if he, hey, if he wants to collaborate, if he's listening, let's have a chat. We could get a front and back. That'd be good, mate. Uh, Sammy, mate, thank thanks so much for giving us a good rundown today. That, so that was oh, I love not preparing. It's so much better. Oh, it's, oh, it's so much better. It's uh fits with uh fits with what you do, mate. Um I'll, uh, I'm just spewing that this is virtual and we're not actually like sitting at a pub having oh, a burger. That's what I'm spewing about. Oh, no. I've got to go turn me retic back on. Hopefully it doesn't blow apart and uh, the missus is going off. Can't wash anything. So fucking it's carnage here at the moment. But I oh, yeah. just after the hour of talking to you, I've feel a lot better just and that's all it takes isn't it it's just as simple as yeah. that having a yarn to one of your mates um, yeah yeah very simple yeah Love well it. one of the guys one of the big wigs in men's mental health sort of started help get um, men's shed off the ground and stuff he's um professor john mcdonald at the university of western sydney he's doing amazing stuff in the suicide prevention stuff and men's health but he uh, one of the talks that i was um we were speaking at the same event yeah, all he was going on about was that guys need three really good close mates. Yeah, that's the best thing for their health and wellness. Three close mates, like fuck, how simple is that? Well, yeah. it's not simple, but it's or easy, but it's it's fucking clear. Three mates, like yeah. go for it. Yeah, nah, love it, mate. Well, uh, oh, this will be the uh, first of many yarns between us, and um, look forward Sounds to uh, have, getting a face to face soon, mate. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Best of luck um, with it all, mate. Cheers, Matt. Thanks for having me. Good on you, brother. 
Righty, good on you, Sammy. Awesome thing you're doing, mate. And everyone, get behind him. Follow him on Facebook, LinkedIn, Insta, Twitter, bloody YouTube. Check his website out. Get behind a bloke that's trying to do something awesome for men's mental health. Good on you, mate. Righto, hooroo, everyone. Stay safe out there. And if you are feeling down, make sure you use all the services around you. And if you know someone that's feeling down, reach out to them. Take them out for a burger, just like Sammy does. Or can make a massive, massive difference. Righto, everyone. Hooroo.